Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 49 of Walk On Radio and Hump. Fear the FCS. We have a lot to talk about. Week one of college football is in the books. We got to play. We got to watch some games. How are you feeling? Dalton, I'm good. Uh, it's funny you funny you bring up the fact that we got to play and watch a lot of games because that was the best part of my weekend. We played on Thursday, got a uh, nice and easy dub, and enjoyed an entire football-filled weekend. Well, you said it yourself, football-filled weekend. We have a lot of scores to go over, a lot of things to talk about, but of course, we started off with Sam Houston State football. We played Northern Arizona up in Arizona in the high, second highest elevation FCS, and we got the win 42-16. to 16. And we were talking about breathing and how it was going to affect us, and boy, it was tough out there. Huh? the truth. Talking about this game, Ramon Jefferson and our running back crew rushed for around 300 yards. O-line looked really good. Eric Smith was throwing around, and of course, we had the defense two picks. Tell me about this game. How'd you feel? And, uh, how about them Bearcats? Dalton, it was a good game. Uh, obviously, if you watched it, uh, you know you saw the uh, a Bearcat team that uh, hasn't really skipped a beat uh, from the spring. And, and I'm not saying that we're we're where we were at when we won the national championship, but you can easily tell that that there's obviously no drop off in talent from the spring, and and our eyes are are on the same prize. But you know what I want to point my attention to is. I don't think we played. I don't think we played just great. Uh, I felt like we didn't, you know, and, that, and that's hard to say because we had forty-two points and almost six hundred yards of offense. Uh, but you know, you had forty-two points and almost six hundred yards of offense with little production from Jaquez Ezard and little production from Ife Day, our two most explosive players. Uh, and that's no knock on them. Obviously, teams are gearing up to to stop them, and that opens up things for Ramon Jefferson, Noah Smith, Cody Crest, guys like that. Uh, Jacob Kaner had a touchdown, and I, I really liked what I saw. And I think for a, for a week one, uh, you know, a domination uh, against an opponent on the road that, that historically is really good when they're at home, uh, I feel good about it, Dalton. Yeah, you said it best yourself. Uh, you know, Jaquez and Ife didn't have a lot of stats, but that just shows how good Sam Houston depth is. We had Brennan Tibbs score the first touchdown of the season. You don't hear that name a lot. He he played a lot. And he's done a lot of good things for us. But, you know, you hear Jaquez, you hear Ife, and you hear Cody, not Brennan Tibbs. And also Jacob Kaner, new transfer tight end uh, out of Tulsa. He comes in, scores a touchdown. We love tight end touchdowns. It was really fun for us because last year we didn't have any touchdowns in the tight end room. So we got one the first game. It's a good sign. And it was a really fun game. The offensive line looked really good. We had a Texas State transfer, Reese Jordan, come in, play tackle. He did a great job. But also the rest of the O-line, you know, you have Ethan Hagler, Colby Thomas, Prince, Princeton Pines, and then uh, Eliasa Anderson. They all do such a good job protecting no Eric. No sacks. No sacks at all, which is important because, you know, Eric had, had has in past of injuries, and uh, we want to protect him, make sure he stays good. But like I said, we have a lot of depth. There's a bunch of different defensive players playing. Our boy, Isidro Mascoro, got a touchdown. We love him. Little brother of Trace. Trevor Williams, pick six. Pick six, 75 yards. Whack, play of the week. I mean, we look, like you said, I agree. We didn't play very well, but we put up 42 points against a really good team. We didn't play very well to our standards. Yeah. Uh, we didn't play We didn't play very well to the defending, attacking national champion yeah. standards. We played very well on any other scale. And it, it's your week one jitters. Of course, you got to get used to it. And uh, Were you nervous? Oh, I was super nervous. And uh, let me tell you, dome games are weird because you can't <laughs> hear anything. Dude, okay, so funny story. Opening kickoff, 
Uh, that place was rocking. Oh uh, I, I want to commend uh, NAU for their their fan experience. Well, it's been two uh, years since they had a, that's a, a correct. packed house. That's correct. Great, great environment. Opening kickoff, we we have a 35-yard return. I'm like, oh, wow, that's a great play. He gets tackled, and it's so loud, I immediately think that he has fumbled. The, the, <laughs> the, the home crowd is so loud that I think, okay, nothing – Nothing could possibly be good happening for us, uh, and it was just a normal play. But uh, that just that shows that the environment was uh, was legit. Uh, and I thought, I thought from a presentation factor, you know, stuff that people at home watching on TV couldn't see, but like some of the the media timeout games and interaction stuff that they did with fans was was actually really neat. Yeah, I think they did a really good job. And Northern Arizona is a really cool campus in general. It's it beautiful, just, you know, in, in the woods, in the mountains, or not the mountains, but in, in the forest with trees everywhere. It was really cool. Uh, talking about noise, a funny story for me too is so I am on punt and I'm the shield man and I have to give calls. So I kind of have to give calls formation, what we're doing and stuff. And I'm making the calls and I can't even hear myself. <laughs> and the, the whole front line, the deep snapper, they're telling me, you know, I could barely hear you. And so it's just, it's a weird adjustment. It was really fun uh, and it was a really cool environment. Hump, we talked about the breathing and the altitude. Tell them how it affected you because uh, it was rough. My body didn't hurt, but man, I just felt like I couldn't breathe at all. I noticed it the most running down on kickoff. Obviously, you know, it's a 60-yard run. Um, it wasn't it didn't last long the feeling, but just it was about a minute of just holy cow, I need an oxygen mask. Uh, it just felt I don't know, like the air it just was noticeably different than it is here in Texas. Yeah, and that once again it goes with the depth. We were able to have guys like Ramon make a big run, come out real quick, get a couple of breathers in, let somebody else go in, and make a big play. And it was just a it was a good game overall and it's really exciting for Sam Houston. Of course, next up we play SEMO, Southeastern Missouri, a great team. They're coming to Huntsville for our our first game back. So Hump, give the preview. What are you expecting? And uh, you know, Pack and Bowers, what do what do we want from the, the Huntsvillians? And the city of Huntsville. Well, Dalton, I, I honestly I look at this game and does it not seem like last week's game? I mean, you know, you've got a team that's made the playoffs in the last couple of years. You've got a middle of the pack of a of a pretty good conference uh, type team. You've got, uh, you know, they play Semo played Southern Illinois, who's number six in the country, I believe. Uh, they got whooped by them last week, but but they, you know, the Salukis. Obviously, a part of your zoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, good program, and and they beat up on on Southeastern Missouri. And I think Southeastern Missouri is a very capable team. I think they're going to compete with us. I think they have good athletes. Um, but I would be lying if I didn't think that we should definitely win this game. Uh, I think that we will. Uh, I think that if we go out and you know don't play outside of any of our abilities, I think we will win this game if we play clean. Um, now. Obviously, like we've said many times, every every team that plays us has our name circled in red. Simo would love nothing more than than to come into Bowers and, and upset the defending national champs, uh, and so that's that's their goal this week. And our goal is obviously not letting that happen. But I'm I'm excited, uh, you know, to get to play at home uh, in front of in front of the home crowd for the first time since the national championship, the first time since there's been no COVID restrictions. Uh, I think it's going to be special, and I'm, and I'm really excited. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun game, a little homecoming for us after our national championship run. And uh, like you said, we cannot, never expect anything. We, we have a chip on our shoulder, but so does the team we're facing. They want to embarrass us. They want to do something special. 
We didn't talk about this, but let's talk about our, our little new decals. We got some decals oh, on our helmets. yes. We got the new Sammy head. It was a little surprise to everybody. I'm interested to see what people thought about that. Like, a lot of mixed reactions is what I saw. That's kind of what I heard. Uh, um, you know, people like the old school Sam Houston, but, you know, a lot of people like the Sammy and they want something new. What did you think about it? I personally, I loved it. You know, would I rather have maybe Sam Sammy on one side, something else on the other? Potentially, but I always say I wanted more Sammy stuff because we didn't have a lot of the logo on things, and I really liked it. My deal is is different is usually cool, uh, regardless of what it is. You know, if we rolled out next week with our numbers on one side and walking Sammy on the on the other, I would love that. Uh, if we the game after that we went back to the normal SH, I would love that. Just I to me, I think having different options uh, makes for for excitement and and kind of some interaction. For the fans before the game. Now, I do know one thing. If we would have lost Northern Arizona oh with boy. the Sammy oh on our boy. helmet, we may have never seen that again yeah. ever for, for decades to come. Coach Keeley is very superstitious. He he likes his things the way they are, how they were last year. So it would have been a bad sight if something would have happened. We may have never seen the Sammy again. <laughs> Moving on, we got to talk about some FCS rankings. And we're going to talk about the scores, of course. But... A lot of stuff has happened, and uh, there was a fear of the FCS. You said it for the Jacksonville State game. I picked Jacksonville State over UAB. I was completely wrong, but fear of the FCS is real. Hump, what, what is going on this year? Why this year FCS upsets? And normally, if, if I'm right, you know, you kind of get that in a year, and this has happened week one. And uh, not only were they, you know, some bad teams, of course, but there were some big teams that lost. So what's going on this year, Hump? Well, Dalton, I think that, you know, if you look at it, uh, aside from from Montana, and, and we'll get into them for sure in this episode, but you look at the teams, and, and the only thing that I can think of, you know, why this happened is everybody just played in the spring. They 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 know their schemes. They they, they know who, who they've got. They know what kind of depth they have. They know special teams. They know defensive coverages, you know. It's only been three months since these teams have played real-life football games, whereas Tulsa, UNLV, Colorado State, UConn, Washington, Vanderbilt, the FBS teams that lost to FCS schools this week, they haven't played since last fall. And so I think, you know, to me, I think that that, that has to be the deciding factor in, in why there were six upsets this weekend. So we're not going to go into detail about each game yet, but South Dakota State had a quarterback issue. Didn't know who was gonna who's gonna be their starter. They lost their their guy in the national championship against us. Montana didn't play in the spring. They they were hungry. They get the win over a ranked team. Now, with that, beating a ranked team, they beat number twenty Washington. There has been an argument and there has been a debate that Montana or South Dakota State deserve to be number one in the FCS rankings. And of course, it's a fair argument. You're you're a team that beat an FBS ranked opponent from Montana and South Dakota State beat an FBS opponent 42 to 23. They beat them so bad they had their threes in at the end, right? But Sam Houston gets to win 42 to 16 over an okay team, a team that's not very highly liked, but still is a competitive team. So a lot of people are arguing that maybe Montana should be number one or South Dakota State should be number one. So, Hump, I want your opinion. Talk to me about how you feel the rankings should land. The uh, the rankings did come out, and Sam Houston did get number one, and I think it was then South Dakota State and Montana or Montana-South Dakota State. South Dakota State, James Madison, Montana, North Dakota State. That rounds out the top five. So how do you feel about it? Do you think Montana should be higher? Should one of them be over us? Give me your opinions. And I know you've been uh, – this is a touchy subject for you, so I'm a little excited to hear your opinion. So here's what I have to say. I first have to say – South Dakota State, freaking awesome job. Absolutely dismantled 
Colorado State in every aspect of the game. Um, now, here's my caveat with that. They were favored in this game. They, they, were, the, they were the Vegas money line favorite in this game. Okay, so FBS, FCS, NFL, high school, whatever. I don't care. They were the favorites in this game, and that's great. It's, it's awesome that they beat a school that has 20 more scholarships than they do, but they were the favorites in this game. Let's not forget that, okay? They did what they had to do, but, but they were the favorites in this game. Montana, they beat a ranked opponent. That's, that's, that's big time. That's, it's the first time that's happened uh, since, I believe, North Dakota State beat Iowa one year. I'm not sure. I'll have to check that, but big win. Um, now, let me, let me go through a couple of stats in this game. Uh, it was a 13-7 win. Let me go through a couple of stats, and, and let, me, let me see if this sounds like a number one team in the country. Third down efficiency, 2 for 13. Fourth down efficiency, 0 for 1. Passing uh, 12 for 23, 4.6 yards of completion, 105 yards. Rushing, 34 attempts, 3.7 yards per attempt, 127 yards. Mm, does, that, does, does, does that sound like domination? And I, and I get it. You're going to say, oh, well, well Ryan, it's, it's, it's the number 20 team in the country, FBS. It's Washington. Yeah, but I, don't, I, I just feel like Sam Houston – or James Madison, or North Dakota State, or South Dakota State could have done the same thing, if not better. Mm-hmm. If not better. I mean, this does the thirteen to seven does bring in an argument of how good their defense was. Washington's new quarterback, their new quarterback, who, if you know anything about Washington, and I didn't, but after the fact, obviously, I had to figure out what the heck happened to the Washington Huskies. They have a new quarterback. He threw three interceptions. Mm. They weren't going to win this game. Yeah, and, and another thing too, it's tough. Washington. When you bring up Washington, this isn't the Washington that we once knew that was almost top five, getting up, getting up in the rankings. Washington's been been in the playoffs, I think. In, yeah. In, yeah. This isn't the same team that was once before, and they are ranked, of course. But What are we going to say when Washington finishes 500 this year in the Pac-12? What, I mean, what happens to this win? Is that still against the number 20 team, or is that against yeah. a team that was preseason 20? And I think this also goes back to how people perceive the FCS as, as a little brother to the FBS. But you've said it before, and a bunch of players have said it before, Man, the top FCS teams can compete with Power 5, Group of 5. We can compete in the FBS. This is no longer a little brother, big brother thing. Dalton, East Tennessee State, unranked FCS East Tennessee State, beat an SEC school this week, 23-3. Wow. And I don't care. I, it's Vanderbilt, but they are in the SEC. <laughs> They're in the SEC. This is a, They have SEC recruiting capabilities. It's a new world. And a mediocre team that Sam Houston would probably beat by 25 points, beat Vanderbilt. I mean, So what does that say about us? What does it say about us that South Dakota State beat Colorado State by almost 20 points? Yeah. Because you, you can't say, oh, South Dakota State, they're a completely different team. They got one, they got one new player. Yeah. They, they added a quarterback who's good, but we beat all these teams. And so I just feel like, I feel like people's perception, exactly what you said, I, think, I feel like pe- people's perception of – what the FCS is and what the FBS is. Like it's, you know, for the FBS, you go all the way to the bottom and then you start the FCS. That's not true at all. Mm-hmm. The, the, <laughs> the top of the FCS is somewhere in the middle of the FBS. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you talk about East Tennessee State. Let's look at Holy Cross. Holy Cross gets to win 38-28 to 28 over UConn. Now, of course, it's UConn. UConn should be an FCS program. But Holy Cross... Is a team that if they make the playoffs, teams are like okay, well, what's the next game? <laughs> right. So it, it's just right. a different. So and you have to think too. 
you know, with the transfer portal and everything going on, majority of these FCS teams have majority of FBS players that have come down, have the potential. Maybe their grades weren't there. Maybe the money wasn't there. So it's the gap is getting smaller and smaller. We've seen it. Fear the FCS is alive and well. So I got I got an argument on uh, on Twitter with a with a Jacksonville State fan uh, named Brandon Owens, uh, and he's at, he's he's we've we've you know been back and forth with him on on various different things, but he's a good dude. But here here, here was here was his argument with Walk On Radio. He said that you know he had Montana number one. And I said okay. I said then you must be going off of week one results alone, no prior. Pretended the spring didn't happen. Week one results alone. Okay, and his reply to me, and I don't, I don't have it off the top of my head, uh, but his reply was something of, you know, he doesn't believe in preseason polls. He goes strictly off of, you know, what has happened in week zero and week one. And I said, well, then you must have Jacksonville State ranked somewhere in the nineties because <laughs> they got, they got absolutely dismantled in all facets of the game. And and if and if that statement is truly true, you have to put East Tennessee State in the top ten yeah. because they beat an SEC school. Yeah. So if that if that's your logic, if your logic is uh, preseason polls don't matter, anything you did last year, especially in a year like the spring, with, with unbelievable different circumstances where you most teams brought back twenty two starters when we played three months ago, if you don't if you're not going off of that, that's silly. That's silly. And 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 honestly. Uh, and I'm being biased here, I'm sure, because we play for Sam Houston. But if you don't have Sam Houston number one, you just don't want to put them at number one. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like you're just cho- you're choosing to not believe in in what Sam Houston has done and and what their what their hopes are for this fall. You're 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 deciding that oh I'm going to give James Man- James Madison the benefit of the doubt. They shouldn't have lost to Sam Houston in the spring. Oh South Dakota State, they got a new quarterback. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Oh, North Dakota State, uh, you know, they're not going to be down for too long. I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt. Montana, oh, they beat one, you know, ranked. Who even knows if they're that good FBS teams? Oh, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Sam Houston, they won the national championship, but, you know, eh, eh. That's all this is. Yeah. That's all this is. And all year, we're going to have to deal with it. Uh, I think going into the playoffs, even if we are undefeated, number one team in the country, number one seed, first round by. Still gonna hear it, and so, you know, who cares, Dalton? Who cares? I, I think it's it's amusing to me uh, because I know what we had to do to win the national championship. Me and you were there. We we know that it was it was the toughest road of all time. Uh, I don't know why all of a sudden th- this fall season that's three months later, four months later, we're we're you know just just an afterthought behind behind these behind these schools after one week. I mean, we've seen it. We saw it in the playoffs just how we were ranked four, and we kept getting – you know how they would do the the last team's remaining rank. We were always four or three. It's just how it is. And with Montana, look, this is what is expected. You you opted out of the spring season because you wanted to get ready for the fall. This is expected. You're expected to come out there and, and get a win over a big opponent. You didn't have to play in the spring. You didn't have to bounce back right after like we did and like all the other teams in the FCS, FCS that competed did. So, look, congratulations. You beat a ranked team. But I still think Sam's number one. Of course you do. So Hum, I want you to tell me in your mind what's your top five. And I know you, you already said the top five FCS, but did you think it's correct? Would you change anything around? And uh, go on with the top ten maybe, the, the rest. Is there anybody that you think should be moved around? And uh, let's talk about it real quick. Well, I think that I think the top five is, is the teams to beat. Uh, I think that those five are above, head and shoulders above everyone else, you know, 
after the top five, you've got Delaware. You've got the Eric Berrier-led Eastern Washington uh, Eagles, who just beat an FBS school. Uh, you've got the Salukis. You've got North Dakota. You've got Weber State, Montana State. I mean, the SCS is deep this year. There, there are 15 really good teams that all have a shot. Uh, actually, East, East Tennessee State up in the top 15 from, from being unranked. Uh-oh. That's pretty cool. Anyways, you've got 15 teams that are really good and that are going to compete uh, you know, for deep playoff runs and, and hopefully national titles. But I think it boils down to the top five. And, and, and my top five, no question, Sam Houston number one. Um, I, preseason I had James Madison number two uh, simply because I think that they had the most talent out of the teams that we played in the playoffs and beat in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, but I'll put South Dakota number two. I'll put James Madison number three. Um, I'm fine with putting – honestly, I'm fine with going with the actual stats reform top 25. Sam Houston one, South Dakota State two, James Madison three, Montana four, and North Dakota State five. The crazy thing about looking at it too is Montana had five first-place votes, which is is the argument. James Madison More than James two, Madison. South Dakota State has 11. Now, I'm looking at this ranking, and I see Weber State and Montana State. Both start off 0-1, and they're still ranked, you know, 10-11. What do you think? Do you think that's fair? There are other teams that wouldn't want to know, but, you know, Sela, Villanova, did they have a tougher opponent? Or should they stay where they are and, and prove themselves in the later weeks? Yeah, Weber State, I believe that they they played Utah, I think, is a 40-17 loss, uh, which, you know, that's not bad. I'm not going to dock them that much for that. Montana State loses in the last minutes to Wyoming, I believe. But you look at that one, and and I feel like that's a winnable game. I mean, it's not like Wyoming is some, you know. I, I feel like, I feel like that 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 is definitely a winnable game. But I, I until conference starts, until uh, you know, you get some big time out of conference games, and I believe that we've got Weber State and James Madison coming up here in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. uh, which that'll be very telling of where where the Dukes are, where the Wildcats are. Uh, but I think the rankings are good for the most part. Um, you know, I don't I don't know that four teams deserve to have first place votes. Uh, but as long as Sam Houston is at the top, I'm not going to have too many complaints. And then, and the final question before we move on to the next set of rankings is kind of a general question, and we've kind of touched on this, but. How do you feel that these money games should affect the rankings? Whether you get a big win, should you be able to bump up high in the rankings? If you if you get a big loss by like forty, you know, let's say we next year we play Texas A and M. Let's say we get killed by fifty points. Does that mean we should drop down ten points in the FCS rankings, even though we're doing a pay game for money? Obviously, you know, to help our school out. What do you think? Should this really affect the FCS rankings, or should it have something like where Montana gets the big win, they bump up a lot of spots? Well, I think that I think that you need to get style points, uh, even in a loss. You know, looking at a Jacksonville State who played UAB an FBS school, they got shut out. They 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 had no offensive production. Uh, I mean, they didn't even put up a fight. And so so for me, they should be bumped. They should be bumped down a couple spots. Uh, Weber, you know, lost by twenty three to Utah, a good a good FBS opponent. I'm fine with leaving them where they're at. That's not a that's not a bad loss. Uh, the most surprising one, and they actually they dropped from thirteen to twenty. Uh, I'm looking at it here. Mine and your, I think I would like to say yours, but definitely mine. My sleeper team, Monmouth. Uh, they got dis- dismantled this week by Middle Tennessee, which that's a bad loss. That's a bad loss. I don't I don't feel like Middle Tennessee is is too big of a foe. Uh, for well, Monmouth to handle. Isn't their coach 
is 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 this might be the wrong school, but isn't there Eddie George now coaching? That's uh, Tennessee State. Okay, I, believe. I was about to say no, that makes no. sense, but never mind. No, uh, Middle Tennessee um, absolutely killed Monmouth, and that really surprised me. So they they dropped some spots. Um, heck, you had Kennesaw State beat an NAI school by ten points. They dropped three spots, and so it goes it goes the other way. If you're going to play these lower schools, you you better. You better put it on them. Mm-hmm. McNeese. Oh, Why did man. they schedule the defending <laughs> Division II national champions? Oh, like no. that was some cakewalk. Oh. It's the same thing. So, I, hey, hey, I don't want any part of them. Let's say that – let's say VMI ranked 18. Okay. They played the defending Division II national champions and lose. How far do you drop them down? Out. Out? Probably out. What about a 10 or – a 9 or a 10? <laughs> Nineteen or twenty. Oh. Nineteen or twenty. That's a bad loss. Yeah. It's like well, it's like Washington. Uh, I don't care how good we think Montana is. You lose to an FCS school, you're gone, buddy. Yeah. You're gone. Well, man, this this all I know from this is that the FCS is it's going to be a wild year for it's us. It's been one week, dog. Yeah, it's been one week, and I and I felt like I had a lot to say. <laughs> this this playoff is kind of already building up to be something special with all these teams competing. Can you not, uh, dude? I know I'm not trying to jump the gun, but are you excited for like bracketology and all oh, that? No. Figuring out, you know, where this team's where it's going. Where I'm this not team even ready for that lies. science. That, that's Ooh, that should be a major baby. in college because there's just so much you got to learn from that. Oh man! But we have some more rankings to talk about, and that of course is the FBS rankings now. I don't know if you saw the game, and of course we're going to cover it, but Georgia, the Georgia Dogs, oh, they, uh, their defense might be the best of all time. <laughs> oh my goodness. They dismantled Clemson, and uh, they bumped up a couple spots. Got four first-place votes. So, and I've seen, I saw a Twitter picture where they showed all of the rankings. About three or four had Georgia number one. Oh, so, uh, the, uh, were all the, the riders. Yeah. Yes, I did see that So too. the question, of course, walk on radio. Are we ranking Georgia number one? Because Alabama also. Here's, and I'll here's, make a public apology later, but Alabama's my, here. Here's my problem with walk-on radio ranking Georgia number one. Um, we apparently had an uh, in-house doubter of Alabama again by picking uh, the U. Oh, my. And Alabama said, we don't care who you pick. Uh, Bryce Young is probably winning the Heisman at this point. Oh. Um it, 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 it hurts me to say, it hurts me to see, but uh, Alabama is the real deal. So I'm, I'm comfortable with putting Georgia at two. Um, I'm comfortable with putting Ohio State at two. I, I thought that they they looked pretty good. Uh, they, they were flinging it around. But, yeah, Georgia's defense, uh, just unbelievable. Uh, you know, could get a little more offense going with JT Daniels, but we'll get to him in a second. I, I have some very choice words for, for the old Clemson Tigers. Oh, my. Okay, speaking of Clemson. What what do we do with Clemson? Are they are they done? We both picked Clemson to win the national championship. Dalton, what's going on? DJ Ungulele. My my final four, my preseason final four picks. After one week, <laughs> I feel I I feel confused. <laughs> I feel um, lost. I feel disappointed that I picked DJ Ungalele to win the Heisman and he puts out that. That's okay. I, I picked the Air King. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think that what we learned this weekend with Clemson is that Trevor Lawrence was really freaking good. Mm-hmm. I think that he masked any deficiency that Clemson had. 
uh, Travis Etienne, any deficiency that Clemson had, because that Clemson team that I just watched, that Clemson team has no shot, no shot of making a college football playoff, let alone winning a national championship. I think the thing, too, also, going back to Georgia is, you know, I was high on JT Daniels last year. You started off really high on him, fell off, now you're back on. But neither of us had any high hopes for Georgia. We said, you know, they're always going to be kind of that, that second-place team. I said a and going to win the, the SEC. And look at them now. You know, their offense, like you said, is not there. That defense is something special. But Clemson, man, it, it's really disappointing to see, and, and it kind of shakes everything up. Your Cincinnati take could come true because now you kind of take Clemson out of the picture. Clemson's going to get a loss. You know Georgia's going to get a loss eventually to Bama, uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or Alabama's going to lose. One of them has to lose. Uh, and so, yes, teams like that are are really hoping that the Clemsons and the OUs and the Ohio States and them pick up a loss. There, Another school that I wanted to ask you about is Oklahoma. We saw the game. It was a close one. Tulane, the Green Wave, they put up a fight. And, I'm a big uh, Tulane guy now, just for that. We had our feelings about Spencer Rattler. And at the end of the game... Second throw of the season, interception. The, the, by the end of the game, the stats looked good, but... His I, hair I didn't think, look good. I think we were right about Spencer Rattler. They're still ranked four. What do you think? Do you think it's Texas a mad, It's You know what I think, Dalton? I think that Texas is back. I Uh-oh. think that Texas is back. We'll get into their game in a little bit, but I feel really good. If there was one prediction that you and I made uh, that already hasn't turned to crap, it was that Texas is going to win the Big 12 because that Oklahoma team that I watched, that Oklahoma team that almost lost to Tulane, uh, they're not winning the Big 12, let alone making a college football playoff. All right, well, enough spoilers for our scores. We have a lot of scores to go over. But last thing, let's do it. Hump. I want you to name your new, after week one, Final Four. Are you making any changes? You sticking oh, with I'm what you have? Oh, I'm definitely making changes. Uh, what are you going with? Well, uh, I mean, I've still got three of my four teams uh, that I that I originally said. Don't really feel good about the last one, uh, <laughs> but I'll go Bama, of course. I'm now putting Georgia in there. Uh, I just I liked what I saw from defense. I think that they'll be able to suffer an SEC championship loss to Bama. Uh, of course, I have Georgia over a and I'm still sticking with my Cincinnati Bearcats, our Bearcat brethren. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at it, and I don't know how I feel, but I guess I'm keeping the Oregon Ducks in there who barely escaped a win at Fresno State oh, this yeah, weekend. Yeah. And they have a- Can I change my Heisman pick, too? Because DJ Ungulele isn't worth a, a crap. I mean, we did see – we did want to wait till week one to kind of know who's who, just like with Bryce Young, kind of – Showing himself. I, I doubt him. Of course, I did it again, just like with Mac Jones. I guess he's going to win the Heisman because I, I paid. Well, he didn't win. Mac Jones didn't. But he won a national championship. So is it Bryce Young? Is it JT Daniels? Is it CJ Stroud from uh, Ohio State? I know who it is. Who is it's it? It's B. John Robinson, baby. <laughs> it's B. John Robinson. I can't wait to talk about the Texas game. I have a lot to say. B. John Robinson, Jordan Whittington, Hudson Card, the new Texas Three-headed hmm. monster. If I had to pick my final four, it's tough. I, I got to stick with a and I made a hot take. I got to live with it. So I'm going Alabama, Texas A&M. So wait, are you going Alabama, Texas A&M national championship? So that would mean that they played in the SEC championship. I don't know, man. Na- <laughs> Ohio State looks... I feel like now you've just bit off more than you can I chew. Know. I know. I played myself. I was really banking on Clemson getting in there. Uh, Ohio State looks good. Man, I don't know. Oregon, I, I'm not taking Oregon. No, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't put Texas in the Final Four. 
I don't know. It, Maybe you it, should. It's, it's really opened up. It's opened up. It's exciting. Um, that's why they're. That's is why it they're even possible for three SEC schools to be in the playoffs? I'm gonna say, for the sanity of all of college football, they wouldn't <laughs> do that. It'd be three SEC schools in Cincinnati. That's what oh god. Do. And what if? What if Cincinnati <laughs> runs the table? It, oh man, then then it would. All of college football would implode. That's what would happen. <laughs> Let's roll into some scores from this week. We have a lot of games to talk about. Starting off, UAB versus Jacksonville State, future opponent of Sam Houston. I picked Jacksonville State. You said fear the FCS. I believed you, and I was wrong. New quarterback comes in, transferred from Clemson. He missed last year with a broken leg, and he just struggled. Now, is this a good UAB game? And I'm going to ask this a lot. There's going to be a lot of these. Good UAB game or a really bad Jacksonville State game? Really, really bad Jacksonville State game. We watched it in the hotel and uh, I was utterly not impressed with the Gamecocks. Yeah, it was a it was a rough game. Should we should they be worried? It, it is an FBS opponent, and they still have you know the FCS schedule they to go. Play through. another FBS opponent this week. Uh-oh. I don't get that. I, don't, I mean, They're making I, money though. Yikes! But at what cost? Y'all? <laughs> at what cost? Boise State against UCF. That was one of our pickums. I picked Boise State, and in. Mm. In crazy it's, 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 it sounds like I'm hearing you had a rough week, dog. Oh yeah. You want to tell the people? Let's, let's talk about that. You want to tell the people how uh, Mr. Mr. Crown mm. Pickham Champ finished week one at the very, and I mean <laughs> bottom of the barrel. So we did our first public Pickham, and uh, which was what, fun. What did we have twenty people. Twenty six. Twenty six. Um, I, I got really confident, and I kind of played myself. I, I talked about the crown and winning. And I made a lot of crazy. Now, a lot of my picks were not crazy. Boise State over UCF is not, no, a crazy, not pick. crazy. And pick. they were up twenty-one, and all of a sudden they decide to blow twenty-one. No points. blue field, no Boise. So unfortunately, I'm in dead last right now with only four points. But it's okay. It's a new week. It's a long journey to the top. But if anybody can do it, Dalton, it's you. Now, I I, I want to make this public that there is a cheating allegation on Walk On Radio because <laughs> in first place with nine points. <laughs> is Ryan Humphrey's girlfriend, Jill, <laughs> who knows nothing about football. I don't think she's ever watched a football game in she's her life. De- okay, that, now now let me defend her for a second. Do you know who her boyfriend is? That is true. She's watched football. She's <laughs> watched football. Uh, and, and I want to be honest. If you know me, I'm, I love winning. I love winning, Don. I would never, I would never let my girlfriend win in anything. I don't care what it is. So to think that I helped her mm. is, is foolish. I can't I, – She's been rubbing it in my face all weekend. I think she publicly was bashing you and I. I, yeah. think, I think she tweeted at us. Oh, yeah. What, I, a, what, a, what a joke. Not only did Jill tweet at me, but I had plenty of people come up to me. I even had... Uh, Random people on campus. Yeah. <laughs> like Reddit account on Twitter was telling me how bad it was. <laughs> Cat fans was letting me know every day. Cat fans was ruthless this yeah. week. But it's a, new, uh, it, it's a new week. It's a new week. You're I'm right. excited. Uh, we got a I'm afraid, uh, knowing what I'm picking later, I'm afraid that that might be me. We got a dethroned Jill, though, but we never know. We got to get there. Boise State, they blow a lead to UCF. UCF gets to win 36-31. to And our first FCS up, uh, upset, UC Davis gets to win over Tulsa, which oh, is a good man. program. That's a, yeah, exactly. But UC Davis, and we talked about them in the spring, they're a good program, too. They are a good program. I actually think that they will be a playoff team this year. They got paid really well to get the win. Uh, good for them. Congratulations. Next game, Ohio State versus Minnesota. Minnesota loses 31-45. to They but hung with them. 
They lost their running back who was doing a really good Ooh. job. I don't know if you've seen the video. You can see a pop in his calf. I did not. It, it's gross. I, I'm not a big not a big injury video guy. You love sending me those. Oh, yeah. I love deleting them. I will be them. showing you I it. love deleting them. Uh, it's a shame because Minnesota, what a program that they were a few years ago, competing and, and having those upsets, getting it in top rank, and yep. they're just falling behind. Ohio State, questionable at quarterback, comes in, CJ. Best, best duo, best receiving duo in the country, though. Ohio State, they have a thing with making really good quarterbacks that can't go to the NFL. So uh, we'll see how Ohio State does. They get the win. Uh, in a close one, defense still not existent. The the Big Ten. Big Ten was kind of boring other than this game. A lot of games were a little disappointing. We'll get into that. The next FCS upset, Eastern Washington against UNLV in Allegiant Stadium in the Death Star. Eastern Washington comes in. And I'm pretty sure it's an overtime win. Right? Yes, double overtime. Eric Barrier, what do, what do we think? Is he, you know, he's ba- he's, we, we talked about he's Eric versus Eric versus Cole Kelly. I think he kind of he cemented his, his spot in that running against a good win against UNLV. I always ride with my boy Eric Schmidt, uh, but Eric Berrier, I feel like he's been the quarterback for Eastern Washington for 10 years now. He's a good player. Uh, Eric Berrier, NFL prospect, what do you think? Is it... Man, you never know nowadays. Um, you know, you always hear, you know, he's not the prototypical NFL quarterback size, but then you've got guys like Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, uh, and they make it work. So... Definitely not going to put a ceiling on that guy. He He's obviously very talented. And we've seen some FCS quarterbacks, specifically from North Dakota State, Carson Wentz, Easton Stick, and Trey Lance. Trey Lance is your biggest guy, but uh, he, he might be starting for the 49ers. We don't know yet. Uh, another score is Kansas and South Dakota. Kansas breaks their losing streak. Kansas and, rushes the field uh, over a three-point win over South Dakota. Look, it, it's their first win, I think, three years, two years. It was the longest. Sam Houston would beat them by 25. You know, you, and we wouldn't, we wouldn't rush – the locker room for that one. What uh? What do you say, Kansas? You know, I know you say with Duke and a couple other teams. Uh, uh, say it with me now. Basketball, Basketball school. school. There we oh, go. Basketball man. You school. Hate to see it. South Dakota. <laughs> they need to bounce back. Uh, they need to have themselves a good FCS season. Uh, the other game we kind of talked about it earlier. South Dakota State versus Colorado State, forty-two to twenty-three. Talk to me about South Dakota State's not only their quarterback, but you know we saw firsthand Isaiah Davis. The number two running back, <laughs> yeah. but they're still a the number one running back. That's an All American, Pierre Strong, who also is the real deal, buddy. That is a two headed monster. Oh my uh, God, that is that is trouble for any defense that comes in their way, uh, including Sam Houston, who I think you know is arguably the best defense in the country. Uh, it's it's a lot to it's a lot to swallow for sure. But uh, I think I think that it's an underrated aspect of it is is their offensive line. They've got a oh big old God. nasty offensive line. Uh, they they uh, they've got some weight on the offensive line, pushing pushing some bodies around. Yeah, new quarterback transfer some from Sanford. Chris Oladukin. He uh, he did a really good job. That offensive line is massive, and you know I don't know if you've seen him, but uh, they had their their you know their preview video, their hype video for week one, and it was all about Sam Houston. The first thirty seconds was us winning the national championship, them sitting there watching, and how much that hurt. So, you know, we talk about target on our back. It was pretty cool. I won't lie. Yeah. They, cool. uh, they're cool. number one. They, they're throwing knives at our, at our head in the locker room. If we meet them again, it's going to, it's going it's to be, be a, a bloodbath. Yeah. A it's blood going to be bath. a lot of hard hitting. Next score, Holy Cross gets the win over Connecticut. We talked about it. Connecticut, come on. Come Bas- to, basketball school. Come to the FCS. We're ready. Basketball school. We want you. We, we, we love more people with us. Uh, Holy Cross, you know, not a very good FCS program, but, uh, you know they compete. They do a good job. Uh, Penn State and Wisconsin. Wow, what a that was a rough game. I'm not gonna lie, it was a rough zero, game to zero watch. Zero at the half, I believe. Uh, Boy, that yeah. is as Big Ten as it gets. Wisconsin, 
What is going on? They let me say it now. Penn State is back, baby. You think so? No, I don't. But <laughs> but I just wanted to say it. I, I college football is better when Penn State's good. Wisconsin, whew, mm. whew. and it, it's quite a shame because a lot of people were excited for Wisconsin. You know, the big the Big Ten. Uh, there's another Big Ten school that's back. We're, we're almost there. I'm very excited. We're almost there. But uh, Wisconsin, they, they dropped to Penn State. We'll, we'll have to see what Penn State does and how they're going to make it. And then we get to Tulane, Oklahoma. So let's talk about it a little bit. We, we kind of touched on it. Spencer Rattler's play. Let, let me ask you this. Is this a good Tulane game or is this a bad Oklahoma game? Because Oklahoma gets to win, but I think Tulane competed. I think it's a phenomenal Tulane game. I think it's the most realistic I think it's the best realistic outcome that Tulane could have wished for. And I think it's an embarrassing game for, for the Sooners, for, for a team that has has garnered so much attention, so much you know prediction to, oh, this is the year Oklahoma wins the national championship. Not looking like that, they won't. And also, too, uh, they've been preaching about how they fix their defense, and they're finally the you know Big 12 is going to be a defensive conference. 35 points to Tulane Yikes. is not fixing your defense. I feel like Tulane was two or three turnovers less from a win. They had a no couple doubt. drives that were wasted on fumbles, interceptions, and it was close. We were really excited watching that game. Uh, the Green Wave, really, Willie Fritz, former Bearcat former coach, Bearcat. doing his thing. Uh, so Oklahoma, not looking very good. Uh, our take might be right. We'll have to see about that. Michigan at Western Michigan, and here's when I said there's another school from the Big Ten that's back. Michigan. Back. Now, it's it's Western Michigan. You can't really. Best team in Michigan. Oh. Michigan. I don't know. Did you see the Michigan State game? Uh-oh. The, Mich- the, the Spartans Wolver- are back? The Wolverines will probably lose that one. Okay. Michigan versus Ohio State. Is it going to be a closer game than normal? By closer, you mean... 20 instead of 30? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'll give me the Buckeyes. You don't think this is the year that Jim Harbaugh finally gets his win? Though? I think this is the year that Jim Harbaugh gets fired. Really? Even after impressive at some win? Point, at some point. At I mean, some what, point, Dalton. What does Michigan have to do for Jim Harbaugh? Beat Ohio State. That's it? They don't I think have to so. I think if they go 1-10 and 10 and their one win is against Ohio State, Jim Harbaugh keeps his job. I mean, you talk about the Kansas running the field. If, if Michigan gets that win after, I don't know, 12 years— it's going to be wild. I, I fear for I the state of Michigan if they get that win. I agree. Next up, we have uh, Yikes. This is Hump's team, the Ducks, oh, against Fresno State. Talk to me about this game. Uh, what did you see from Oregon? A little disappointing, but uh, do you still have high hopes for your guys? About the only good thing I got out of this uh, game was that Oregon still has really cool uniforms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I'm excited that they're 1-0 and, and their playoff hopes are still alive, but... If they play like that against Ohio State this weekend, the Duckies are in trouble. Uh, not only that, the but, Duckies uh, are in trouble. You know, you know, I made my little case for some two teams in the Pac-12: USC, UCLA, the Southern California Is homies. UCLA back? They might are, be back. Are they national title contenders? I don't know about that, but because they. Uh, they did their little go tiger, whatever. <laughs> LSU is. Uh, we'll just skip to that game because I know we're going to talk about it. But UCLA, I mean Chip Kelly, is that isn't that their coach still? I think so. Well, all I all I remember from this game was, you know, Coach O's walking down and he says that sissy blue shirt to some fan. UCLA gets the win. Now now UCLA's Twitter cover is the sissy blues. Uh, they the got the win, thirty eight to twenty seven. 
We talked about this. We said don't sleep on USC and UCLA. Both get bigs win. Oregon kind of struggling against Fresno State. College football is better when USC and UCLA are better. There might be a change in the Pac-12. Uh-oh. Yeah, a change as in uh, that conference dispersing. <laughs> Iowa and Indiana. Oh, man. This is my – this. I think Iowa might be my team of the week. Uh, I'm For whatever reason, I am so high on Iowa right now. We're going to get into why later uh, because I believe that they're a special game of the week pick, Uh college game day pick. But I love me some Hawkeyes. But, uh, I love me some Hawkeyes. It's quite a shame. We did call it again. Indiana. The death of Indiana. Basketball they had a good school. run. <laughs> they they <laughs> did their fall. thing. Get ready for the winter in the gym. And I did say Iowa tight end you, fullback you. So I love to see the success of the Hawkeyes. So this is going to be exciting. The game of the week, uh, it's going to be a fun one. Iowa versus Iowa State, the Battle of Iowa. And that's an interesting matchup because Iowa State is, is not a team to be slept on. Next up, we have Alabama and Miami. I'll let, I'll, let you, I'll let you take this one. So I was really excited. I said, Derek Henry's going to win the Heisman. He needs a game to show himself, to, to state his case. He needs to beat Alabama. And then he goes out and only scores 13 points. And Alabama proceeds to score 44. Now, Bryce Young. I said, I'm questionable about him. I need to see him. Well, he showed everybody that he's that guy. Alabama's still that team. And it's foolish because I don't know the last time Alabama has lost a week one opener game. Because, you know, it's Nick Saban. He's got his team disciplined. They're not going to make those silly mistakes. And Alabama's, you know, Alabama's not back because Alabama never left. But uh, I guess you can say Alabama's still here. And uh, they're <laughs> like that. Poor Miami. I don't know. Is Miami even ranked anymore? Did they did they drop all the way out? Oh, I'm sure they're ranked. Uh, let me see what they're to. Uh, Miami. Oh, wow. Oh. From 14 to 22. Oh, they, they still got a chance, but, man, it was the, the defense was not there. The offense, was, the O-line was struggling. They were destroying the offensive line. De'Aaron King was running for his life. It was embarrassing. I don't think he's going to have to do a lot of crazy things the rest of the season if my Heisman take is going to be true, but you never know. I'm still going to back him. I made the take. I'm going to stick with it. Next up, we have Iowa State versus Northern Iowa, another battle of Iowa, and and almost had another FCS yeah. upset, uh, yeah, 16 to 10. Have. What's going on? Is Iowa State, are we solidifying Texas winning the Big 12 after both of these? And this is week one. <laughs> I feel good about our little our little Texas is back prediction. You know how it goes. You know, we, we they play really good. They're going to play really good all the way through, through the season, and then they're going to drop a random one to Kansas, and Kansas is going to storm the field again. But uh, Iowa State, they get the win barely. They have a tough one game of the week uh, this next week. Next up is Texas. Texas versus Louisiana Lafayette. Hump, talk to me about Hudson Card. I know Casey Thompson went in, but Hudson Card took the majority of the reps. And a 38-18 win against a really tough opponent, they look pretty good. Uh, Well, first off, I want to say hats off to Louisiana Lafayette. They're going to win a lot of ball games this year. I really liked what I saw out of their quarterback. But but shifting our focus to Hudson Card, I really like what I saw. Um, I think I think going forward, he he's definitely going to get more comfortable. Uh, I think he's the guy, to be honest with you. And and what I enjoyed the most was it finally looked like Texas had some dudes that were just better than other people on the field. And and that was Bijan Robinson and Jordan Whittington. They looked like two guys that are better than anyone else they're going to play. And and if those two cats stay healthy, we can get those two guys the ball. Texas is going to be a force to be messing with. Yeah, um, I mean they are those those are two special special talents. And we talked about Sarkeesian before. He just knows where to put them at the right time. I'm still a little questionable about the defense. Yeah, Louisiana Lafayette only scored 18, but 
I don't know. They don't look very dominant yet, but you never know. I think their offense is going to be able to score a lot of points, and they're just going to survive. But I'm excited for Texas and Hudson Card. I think Hudson Card made the right throws at the right time and really put it on the money. And it surprised a lot of people. A lot of people thought Casey Thompson was going to be the guy. Hudson Card comes in and has a great game. And uh, if you're if you're Sarkeesian, and I know, like I said, Casey Thompson didn't play a lot, are you sticking with Card the rest of the season? I think, I think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, and so – you know, if you've chosen Hudson Card to be your QB one, I think you need to roll with it until until you got to do something else. So the next game we're gonna talk about is Texas A and M. They played Kent State, gets to win forty one uh, over ten. And I didn't, I don't know if you saw, but they did the red, white, and blue in the stadium. Yep. Uh, each our stand had to wear a certain color. It looked really cool. Haynes Kings at quarterback for Texas A and M gets to win. They look really good. I think uh, their defense looked good. Their running game looked good. A little questionable about Haynes King. I think King. their second half looked good. Their first half was a little disappointing. Haynes King didn't quite look comfortable, uh, but I think he'll get there. Yeah, I, I'm excited for them. Uh, you know, They got a tough schedule. If they want to win the SEC, they got to beat the big opponents. So I'm excited about that, and uh, we'll see where it goes. I hope my take is right. So all the pain of my pick will will come through at the end because I end up being right with some things. Next up, we have Montana, Washington. We've talked about it. Montana gets to win. Uh, really good defensive matchup offensively. Not really there. Washington, ah, it, it's not the same Washington team we've seen before. Uh, the next up, and this is an interesting one, Ole Miss at Louisville. This was the last game of the year. Or not the year. Of the of week. The, of the week. Yep. Let me tell you something, Hump. If, uh, if Ole Miss gets up, I don't think any team can beat Ole Miss. I think, and this, is, this could be crazy, but Ole Miss could be a major sleeper. In, in the FBS. I think uh, starting quarterback Corral, is that Matt how you pronounce I think he's a Heisman sleeper. Dude. That dude can play. And we can't forget who's who's the coach for Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin, he he is he's a great offensive mind. He's a character. He didn't coach this last game because of COVID. He was at home. But Ole Miss looks really good. And, of course, they play Louisville, so it's questionable. But, man, Ole Miss's offense is Sleeper. wild. Sleeper. They could surprise a lot of people. Don't but, like, See, that's a team that beats A&M. I don't yeah. know if they even play this year, but that's the, that's the team that A&M's dream season gets ruined by. I mean, also, too, that's the team that Georgia might drop. Georgia yeah. has no been doubt. known to drop those kind no of doubt. games. That, that's a team that, like, if Florida would, was up, they would drop. No doubt. But Ole Miss, man, if they can keep this up, excited. <laughs> yeah. Excited. Yeah. Next up, we have Notre Dame at Florida State. The game of the week, Dude, can we agree, the, the most fun game, I guess, besides Tulane and Oklahoma? I think, I think because of the, you know, what's the word? Because of the outside factors of it, obviously because of the McKenzie-Milton story, I think, yes, you're probably right. But also that, too, I don't think anyone thought Florida State was going to compete. This is Notre Dame, you know, the team that always makes the playoffs and blows it. But Florida State didn't really have a lot of hype behind it. McKenzie Milton comes back after a, a leg injury that should have ended his career. Comes back and leads them to almost a, a game-winning uh, drive. Field goal, I think. Did he get missed or blocked? No, so so the kicker kicks a 50-yarder, makes it, but his own. But Florida State essentially ices him by challenging the play before oh. so that he can have an easier kick. And then, of course, the football gods said, no, thank you. Right, Misses a 37-yard field goal to go to overtime. So Notre Dame gets to win. Uh, Brian, Brian Kelly, Brian right? Kelly, He yep. makes a joke that his whole team should be executed. Uh, he he kind of missed on the joke. I know what he was trying to go with that. <laughs> poor, um, poor execution. Huh? Yeah. Huh? yeah. Huh? <laughs> They're ranked eight. 
It won't what be for long. Do, do, yeah, is that <laughs> like, a fair ranking? Uh, I can't wait for when, when they play Cincinnati here in a couple weeks. Oh, and, God. Uh, and Cincinnati dismantles the Irishman. I'll pick the Irish by 300, and I hate them. Do it. <laughs> and then finally, the main event, the, the game of the week, Georgia at Clemson. We touched on it. We did our thing about it. You did your little rant. DJ Mgulele kind of blew it. Georgia's defense might be the best ever. <laughs> This is exciting. This is exciting for Georgia Bulldog fans. This might be finally the year they get it done. Kirby Smart, he's been waiting forever. I don't know. We'll have to see. They're definitely going to have a tough schedule ahead of time. We're going we're gonna to keep an eye on the Georgia Dogs and uh, JT Daniels. So next up, Hump. Don, yeah. this is going to be a long episode, brother. We had a lot to say tonight. Oh, yeah. Because we we, we're not even – I mean, we still got we still got the best part of the week, Dalton. The Pickums, of course. Oh, no, no. We've got the National Football League, Dalton. Uh, First week, opening week. If you know me, I'm an NFL guy. I'm an NFL guy. I love this college stuff. I'm a college football player. But it's time for the professionals, Dalton. Well, we're going to – you know you know how we do it. We always talk Cowboys and Packers, and good for us. Both of them are in the pick so we will be able to preview our, our team's games. But before we do our pick-ems, Fantasy Corner. Fantasy Corner. Are there any updates? I know uh, week one you play team tight end in fantasy for the walk-on radio draft, and, of course, you have your draft. Any updates on players, anything to watch out for, any any good, bad, and, and what's your strategy when it comes to waivers because we're kind of getting in the little waiver time. Yeah, uh, Dalton, it's, you know, like I said, it's the start of it's the start of the National Football League, which means it's week one of fantasy football. Uh, you know, my biggest tip for, for any fantasy football players uh, in this early season is, is win early uh, because if you, if you get some wins in, in early in the season – you can afford losing a big player later in the year for a couple weeks. Uh, so, you know, win with your Christian McCaffrey's, win with your Dalvin Cooks, win with your Derrick Henry's, your, your, your Tyreek Hills, your Patrick Mahomes, your Josh Allens. Get your wins while you can because there's going to be a big fantasy star go down with an injury. That's just, that's just the, way, that's the way it works. And like I say, waivers win Super Bowl. So you got to stay on top of that. But uh, happy fantasy football season. Uh, obviously, I'm very passionate about fantasy football. I'm excited. I'm pumped that Dalton and, and Isaac are a part of the Walk on Radio League. Dalton's never done fantasy football, so that'll be a fun experience or a terrible experience. Uh, yeah, he's got to we'll play me it. week one. Uh, hey. I'll listen, listen, listen. It could be an FCS <laughs> over an FBS uh, upset this week, uh, but we will definitely see. Yeah, fear fear the FCS, fear team tight end. Uh, it could be an upset. We never know. Are there any players that we should look out for? Any updates from any teams, injuries, trades, something to look out for? I think other than, you know, the and obviously this is old news now, but J.K. Dobbins out for the year, Travis Etienne out for the year. Uh, but other than that, I think I think for the most part, the big fantasy stars are, are good to go. Well, we're ready to roll in, in fantasy. Uh, well, of course, we'll talk about it next week. It'll be a much bigger fantasy corner for you because week one, and you'll get a lot more stuff. Let's roll with the pickups. We got quite a good slate this week. Starting off with an FCS matchup, we have Central Arkansas versus Missouri State. Closely ranked, Central Arkansas is in the WAC A-Sun Challenge. They're looking to upset Sam Houston and become the number one team uh, in the WAC A-Sun Challenge. Missouri State, a really good team, always competes. Hump, first pick of this week, who are you taking? Dalton, uh, this is this is by far the best uh this is by far the best FCS versus FCS game this week, um, and and I think it's going to be a good one. I think that it's going to be very close match. Uh, it's at Missouri State, which concerns me if if I'm Central Arkansas, um, but I think that Central Arkansas, you know, they're coming off an FBS loss this last week. 
they they want to get to that national power. They want to be Sam Houston State. They want to be ahead of Sam Houston State. And so for that, I'm picking the Bears. I'm picking Central Arkansas on the road. You know, even though they're not at the uh, ugly gray and purple striped field, I, I, I am going to go with UCA this week. I don't think you could say you picked the Bears. I'm right. Aren't they both Bears? Oh wow! Uh, is that they I are think, both Bears? I, think all- I do pick the Bears in this one, but I will take the Purple Bears in this one. I agree with you. I'm going with the Purple Bears as well. Uh, you know, I've seen Central Arkansas play, and uh, we got the we lost to them two years ago, and it was a tough game. They have a lot of good players. I don't know how they are as a team, but I know they have really good players. They did get the loss in, uh, last week to an FBS program, and uh, they're hungry, man. They they've definitely talked about how bad they wanted to play us in the spring, how they deserve to be in that title picture, in the playoff picture, and uh, they're hungry, man. They want they have that target. They're coming for us, and I think this is the win. This is the game you have to win in order to get to that point. So uh, give me Central Arkansas. Give me the Purple Bears. Uh, it's going to be a fun one, and uh, it's definitely going to shake up the rankings a little bit. The next matchup we have is Oregon at Ohio State. Now, this is uh, this is a tough one for Hump. You, you're big on Oregon. Ohio State had a great win. Great young quarterback is finally in. Oregon struggled against Fresno State, but they're still looking to be the, the big dogs of the Pac-12 into the playoffs and represent them. So, Hump, you sticking with your duckies, or are you going to make the right choice and go with the Buckeyes? So, Don, we've had 30 uh, Pick'em applicants this week. Uh, we're, we're obviously growing. Uh, and I'm sitting here, and, and you know, for, for the listeners, I've already turned in my picks. Dalton's already turned in his picks. I'm sitting here looking at the uh, the breakdown of this game and, and, you know, how people picked, how people, you know, p- picked all the games. Uh, 28 uh, applicants, 93% for Ohio State. And six percent for Oregon. Uh, two two people picked hmm. Oregon. And two is a quite a quite an interesting number. Um, I'm afraid that it's not both of us, um, but I'm positive that it's me. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel good about this, but I'm I'm a man of my word. I picked the Ducks preseason to make the college football playoff. Give me the Ducks on the road. <laughs> At Ohio State, boy, that is that is gonna be a doozy. Uh, just don't, just 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 wait for when I say I told you so. Okay, give me the ducks, give me the uniforms, give me the green and yellow in this battle. Well, huh? That's funny. You said two, two responses. You should know me well. You should know that I like these kind of things. I like switching up. I'm already dead last, so I might as well make some crazy picks. I might as well do something risky. Ohio State. Yeah, they're Ohio State, but you know the Ducks are the Ducks. So of course I'm going with the Buckeyes. Yeah, Boy, I'm I, not I knew, stupid. I knew. Better. I'm trying to win. I, I cannot be better. dead last in the pick on this. Is embarrassing for me and the brand. <laughs> going to Ohio State, they looked really good. Their offense is on fire, and they're playing at Ohio State. Hump, this is not good. If you want to t- take over and beat Jill, you can't have these kind of picks. <laughs> but I appreciate you going with the strong suit, going with what you feel. You've been riding the Ducks for a long time, so I'm proud of you for that. But Ohio State definitely gets to win here. But if it, if if it's an upset, you definitely will have a lot of room to, to to laugh about it and have your last laugh. Next up, we have North Texas versus SMU. This is always a fun matchup. It's always a high scoring game. It's always really fun. Both uh, are really cool schools, really cool programs. SMU man, they got some cool jerseys. They got the little retro Dallas on mm-hmm. rocking. North Texas got the cool green and white or green and black. Sometimes all black. So hump, you going mean green or you going with the Mustangs? Uh, you know, I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. Uh, I'm going to pony up in this one. You know, this is a this is a Dallas DFW area game. 
but yeah, I'm definitely thinking SMU uh, in this one. I don't know. I don't know with with the departure of Mason Fine uh, from North Texas that they're going to be able to recover uh, from that. Um, who did SMU lose? Uh, Shane Bouchelle. Yeah, he's a good player, uh, but definitely definitely give me the ponies in this one. Don, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going with SMU as well. I think losing Mason Fine is their big thing. He was their quarterback, their guy for a couple of years. And uh, I just don't really know a lot about North Texas, but I know SMU always competes. They always have a really fun offense, and I think it's going to be a fun, high-scoring game. And I'm going with SMU. I, I do enjoy SMU. I like their campus. I like their colors. And so I'm going to go with them. And, uh, you know, the game of the week is college football, so normally we do it last. But since we have so many NFL games, we're going to go ahead and do the game of the week uh, right now because it's college football. Iowa versus Iowa State. Iowa gets the big win, and Iowa State kind of survives. But Iowa State is competing for that the top of the Big 12. They, uh, they almost won it last year in Iowa. They love to upset people. Tight end you, fullback you. And uh, looking at the, the game of the week for the, the our pick it's kind of tied right now, 50-50. It's 50-50. So. 30 responses, 15 on one side, 15 on the other. Hump, which side are you on? Dalton, college game day, Ames, Iowa. It's going to be a good, good that cyclone. That place is always rocking. It's going to be a cyclone atmosphere. I mean, it might cause a tornado. You know what I mean? <laughs> but Dalton, Iowa State, Big 12, okay? We pick Texas. We pick Texas to win the Big 12, okay? <laughs> We need Iowa State to start dropping some of these games. We need OU to start dropping some of these games. Don, I believe it starts this weekend. I'm taking the Iowa Hawkeyes. I'm ta- like you said, I'm taking tight end you, fullback you. I just loved what I saw out of Iowa against Indiana this week. And I know Indiana, basketball school, whatever. But they're still they're still a good program. Penix is still a good quarterback. He did through two pick sixes, though. Mm. Maybe that's just because Iowa's defense is, is just loaded. But give me the black and yellow in this one. I'm excited for this game. I think that uh, I think that it's the game of the week for a reason, and, uh, and I feel good about this one. Yeah, I'm going Iowa as well. Ooh. I'm sticking with the, the power run, running in your face, run you over. I just like what they do. They're really old school. Uh, they load the box and they get going. Uh, I think their offense is good and their defense is going to survive. Uh, Iowa State, man, I just that last game didn't do it for me. They didn't prove themselves enough for me, and I think Iowa gets to win in the Battle of Iowa. It's going to be really fun. Now, being at Iowa State is going to be packed. It's going to be loud, but Iowa's not a big state, so there are definitely going to be a lot of fans for Hawkeye Nation there. So give me Iowa in, in a fun tight end U matchup. Now we start off with the NFL. So, hump Best time of the year, First baby. game, of course, is Dallas-Tampa Bay. So before you give your pick, give me your preview. Dalton, America's team. To Dallas Cowboys, of course, of course, they would open up the season. Uh, I wish that they were opening up the season because they were the defending Super Bowl champions. Mm-hmm. But next year they will. You've got Dak Prescott, up and coming goat, versus the Lord Goat, the goat of all goats, the the better than Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Wayne Gretzky put together goat, Tom Brady. Uh, this is gonna be a fun one, Dalton, and and I just. I'll come out and say it. I'm picking the Cowboys. I'm picking the Cowboys. I'm not going to pick against the Cowboys week one. I'm not going to pick against the Cowboys in an opportunity to, I guess, upset the defending Super Bowl champs uh, at their place at Tampa Bay. But here's what I want to say. I am more concerned about this game. I don't want it to be a blowout. Okay? I want the Dallas Cowboys to compete. I want the Dallas Cowboys to play some form of defense. And I want the Dallas Cowboys to, you know, not feel forced to chunk the ball 40 times. I love Dak. I love Amari. I love CD. I love I love Michael Gallup, but I want to see Zeke run. I want to see that offensive line work. And I, and I, you know, Zach Martin, he's out with COVID this week. That is a huge loss, huge loss, especially 
to a front seven like Tampa Bay's, uh, one of the best in the league. But I want to see a balanced offensive attack from Dallas. And I think if we're able to do that, I think that we have a shot in this one. Man, I'm excited. America's team versus America's player. You have uh, you have the team versus the guy, the golden child, Tom Brady. But uh, this is kind of evil versus evil. This I was going to say, if you, you can easily hate this game yeah, because this, of Tom Brady and the Dallas this Cowboys. This is the dark side versus the dark side. Darth Vader versus Lord Sidious. <laughs> yeah. This is a tough one, man. It, it is exciting. I did pick Dallas to win the Super Bowl in our pre preseason. Now, that of course, it was a caveat that Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing. But on paper, Dallas always looks the best coming into a game. But, man, Tampa Bay is bringing everybody back. They, uh, they have a really good squad. They won the Super Bowl for a reason, and Tom Brady is still the guy. He's still got a lot left in the tank. So give me Tampa Bay in a closer matchup than I think people expect. I think uh, I think the offense is going to be flying around. It's, it's going to be interesting because it's a really good Dallas offense versus a really good Tampa Bay defense. And uh, I'm interested to see how that front, that offensive line is going to do against Tampa Bay's defensive line, especially without Zach Martin. But uh, I've been high on Connor Williams for a while. He's been doing a good job. And I think, uh, you know, you have Tyron Smith. He's a little old, but he still gets the job done. What I'm worried about is y'all secondary. From a guy like Green Bay who had to watch. I'm also worried about it. I had to watch Tom Brady embarrass Kevin King in the NFC Championship, and I know your your secondary is kind of weak right now. So it's going to be questionable, but uh, I'm excited, but I'm going with Tampa Bay. Don, I, I just want it to be I just want it to be known that if the Dallas Cowboys win this game, I, I'm I, it's a sickness. I, I'm going to scream every day, every episode, tweet it all the time. The Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl, and it doesn't change my opinion if we if we lose this one in close fashion. But so help me God if we win this one, Dalton. I honestly, if y'all win this game, I really think it comes down to Green Bay and Dallas. And that also depends on how Green Bay plays and on, in New and, Orleans. And in an unbiased way, I know I know you're just saying that. No, I, I excuse me. I know you're not just saying that because you actually believe that. I also believe that. I think that we could very well see a Dallas and Green Bay NFC Championship. It, it, no all comes, it all comes down to this game. They have to show that they can run with the big dogs, that they're not this mediocre team that they've always been. People forget that Tampa Bay did not win their division last year. True. They're not some unbeatable, well-oiled machine. They they had the Tom Brady effect in the playoffs. They had Let, their flaws. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. You and I sat on walk-on radio and said, do not let Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get hot in the playoffs or they will win the Super Bowl. Yeah. We said that. We said that, and 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 I don't know. I think that Tampa Bay. I don't know. I, I think they. I think they might disappoint some people this year. If I'm being honest, I'm also interested to see which Dak Prescott we're getting. I He's hope. coming off of a destroyed ankle. I feel like I'm his dad, and I'm scared to watch him get tackled. Yeah, you know what I mean. We could either see like the the Dak that struggled, or the Dak that was leading passing yards when he was hurt. And I'm excited to see which one. That's we're why. Get. That's why I'm saying I hope we establish the run, so he's able to. Yeah. So he's able to not just be stressed about dropping back forty times. And of course, it's it's off season, so you can never really tell. But Ezekiel Elliott looks good. Oh he yeah. Looks like he looks he's good. lost weight. He, looks good. He, he looks a lot faster, a lot healthier. So I'm excited for the Dallas Cowboys. Excited for y'all as a fan base. But uh, I'm just going with Tampa Bay, making the safe pick here. But you never know; it could be upset alert. Next up, we have Pittsburgh versus Buffalo. Josh Allen, kind of people think he's going to be the next MVP, and then you have Pittsburgh, who don't sleep on Pittsburgh. They are still the team that has won the Super Bowl recently. Ben Roethlisberger is still that guy. Uh, so, Hump, are you going with Josh Allen? Are you going with the young gun? This is kind of like a Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes thing, where it's the the old head versus the young head, Ben versus uh, Josh Allen. Who are you going with? Well, Dalton, uh, Josh Allen, he's my fantasy football quarterback this year in my in my personal league. 
Uh, and so I'm, I'm an honorary Bills Mafia fan. Uh, I also picked Josh Allen to uh, win the MVP before I had him in fantasy football. And I also picked the Buffalo Bills to make it to the Super Bowl before I had Josh Allen in fantasy football. So I'm obviously high on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and so I'm sticking with that. I think Pittsburgh is going to surprise some people. Um, I really like Najee Harris. I really like Najee Harris. I think Najee Harris is going to be awesome. One of the best young running backs in the game, but definitely give me Buffalo in this one. Yeah, I'm going Buffalo as well. Pittsburgh's going to look good. They're running back. I'm really excited for Najee Harris. And don't sleep on uh, Pittsburgh's defense. They have TJ Watt, and uh, it's going to be really exciting. But uh, give me Buffalo. I think Josh Allen is the young stud, and uh, he's going to do his thing. And uh, Buffalo, they're they're close. They're right there. They're kind of at that grasp where they're going to take over the AFC. And this is a game you got to do. You got to beat the old heads, the guys that have run it for a while. It's time. So give me Buffalo in in a fun matchup. Next up, we have the Cleveland Brownies versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs, the becoming of the new Patriots, Patrick Mahomes, the new Tom Brady, the new GOAT versus Cleveland, a team that was slept on last year, kind of came around and uh, they beat Pittsburgh. Like I said, you got to get through Pittsburgh. They did it. Uh, Baker Mayfield, is it their year? OBJ is back. They have Miles Garrett on defense. Hump, you sticking with uh, the the new guys at Kansas City? You're going with the underdogs with the dogs. Well, uh, I think that this is one of the most exciting matchups of Week One. Uh, I think that Cleveland, I think that Cleveland absolutely is. Uh, I don't even know if you can call them a sleeper at this point, but if I had to pick a team not named Kansas City or Buffalo to make it to the Super Bowl from the AFC, I would pick the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I feel good about them. I think that this is their year to make a run. Uh, the defense, man, that front seven, come on, that's a, that's they're gonna be good. I, I think, I think all year Cleveland's gonna compete. I think Cleveland wins that division even over the Ravens and the Steelers. But gonna have to go to the Kansas City Chiefs. Gonna have to stick with the nine hundred three Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. I mean, talk about firepower. Uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire. I mean, Tyron Matthew. I mean, just ho- holy big names on this roster. How do you not pick them at home week one? Uh, you know. Anytime, anytime Kansas City is is able to put their players on the field healthy, have all their dudes, they're in contention for the Super Bowl. And so, you know, to not to pick against them Week One for me, really hard to do. So, Hump, I uh, I picked Alabama to lose Week One, foolish. Kansas City comes up now. If you remember, I don't have Kansas City winning their division. I have Los Angeles Chargers. Big Chargers guy. I don't like Kansas City's offensive line. I like That's why they lost Super Bowl. I like Cleveland's defensive line. <laughs> and I love Cleveland. I love Cleveland. Big Davion Davis guy. Big Davion guy, big Baker guy. I love the Brownies. If this was week one, I'm taking Cleveland. I'm doing it. I'm making the upset. If this wasn't week one? If this if this was our first week of pick'em. Oh, okay. But I'm dead last. I can't make these kind of risks. I want Cleveland. I'm saying it now. All I'm hearing is you're soft. I want Cleveland to win. I'm hearing you're soft. I want Cleveland, I want Cleveland to, win. to win too. Go Browns, go. But I'm picking Kansas City. Soft. It's very soft. soft. But I am dead last. Soft. You don't know that feeling of being clowned every day. There's one person that voted for Cleveland. I wish it was me. But unfortunately, <laughs> I'm going Kansas City. You know, it, it's Alabama. You can't vote against them week one. They're going to get the win in a close matchup, in a very close matchup. Next up, we have Arizona versus Tennessee. Two teams that are kind of really close. I think Arizona is close to making the playoffs. Tennessee is close to getting the Super Bowl. They're, they're always one game away. But uh, Arizona, J.J. Watt, he's back. Tennessee, Julio Jones, who are you taking? Looking at this one, just how, how the walk-on radio pick-em breakdown went, very lopsided towards Tennessee. 
Uh, I don't. <laughs> I do not think people are giving enough credit to your Arizona Cardinals, your Cinderella team. Uh, I think they're going to be good. I think Kyler Murray is going to be as good as he's been this year. I think DeAndre Hopkins is. I think he's ready to solidify himself as the best receiver in the NFL. I really believe that. But man, that Tennessee offense has got some dudes, doesn't it? Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, AJ Brown, mm. Ryan Tannehill. Uh oh. I like Tennessee this year. Uh, you know, I picked I picked Indianapolis to win the AFC South. I have since maybe come to my senses. I think that Tennessee probably wins this division, uh, and I think I think it's going to start this week. Uh, Tennessee at home have a hard time picking Arizona. I like Arizona. I think Arizona is good enough to make the playoffs, but they do play in the hardest division in all of the NFL. So give me the Titans in this one. Uh, Derek Roberson makes a roster. Former Sam Houston State alum. Uh, but yeah, hard, I'm, I'm not picking against King Henry in week one. Uh, I'm big on Arizona. <clears throat> Those are my guys. Uh, I'm going to go with a safe pick again. I'm going Tennessee. Derrick Henry, gonna, he's going to run for a lot. I like J.J. Watt and that front of Arizona. I just don't think they're enough to get it done against Derrick Henry. And I'm very interested to see how their receiving core is going to be with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Is Julio Jones back? Tannehill's going to have a great job. Tennessee's defense is not very good. So Kyler Murray has a chance to run around with D-Hop, with Larry Legend. So I'm interested. Uh, James Conner at running back. I know he's not their one, but uh, he's my fantasy guy, so I need him to kind of step up. But I, I like Arizona. They're still my guys. They're still part of the zoo. But making a safe pick, can't be in last place anymore. I'm going with Tennessee. Derrick Henry, over or under 2,000 yards again with, with the extra game? Over. And I'll say, I'll say over because they bring back Taylor Lewan, uh Pro Bowl left tackle. Him and uh, Roger Stafford are their left tackle, left guard. They always say run left, and uh, anytime he runs left, he kind of I think it's like he gets five extra yards. I think wow. he's going to be a big uh, factor for that offensive line because they struggled to tackle when he tore his ACL last year, and plus an extra year or an extra game, I think he gets over. What do you think? Man, at some point he's going to have to slow down, Dalton. At Uh-oh. some point he can't get as many carries as he's been getting, but it won't be this yeah. year. Derrick Henry. 2,000 yards over market. I think if he doesn't get over 2,000, it's because Julio or A.J. They're Brown throwing, go off. They're throwing it a lot. Yeah, yep. and I think, yep. like we've said it before, we both think A.J. Brown's the number one. I'd Julio's put a million two. on over 1,500. Oh, yeah. One million. Yeah. Put my house on it. That's easy. Uh, next game, Green Bay, New Orleans Saints in Jacksonville because of the hurricane. We hope everyone in New Orleans is I okay. I forgot about that. Crazy stuff going on. That hurricane is destroying New Orleans. Uh, you know, We hope everybody's okay. Everyone's doing their thing. So the games in Jacksonville doesn't matter. This is Green Bay's chance to show everybody what they got. You Aaron got Rodgers, this, is, this is all yours right here. Aaron Rodgers is back. It's a, it could be his last run, so we got to make a name for ourselves. Uh, David Bakhtiari, our all-pro left tackle, he's back. Uh, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, everyone's back and reloaded. We have uh, new corners in the game. Jair Alexander is one of the best corners. I'm excited, man. We, we were one cornerback away from going to the Super Bowl last year. And this is our chance to prove ourselves. This, this, if this is the last ride, we can't blow it. Aaron Rodgers has been our franchise quarterback for, I think, 13 years now. And New Orleans Saints, I'm excited for them. But I don't know if I'm high on Jameis Winston yet. I, I got to see him in, in a real game with all the starters in. So, of course, I'm going Green Bay in an exciting game to prove ourselves and to make this big run against either, I guess, Tampa Bay or Dallas. But this is it. If this is the last ride, we got to get the win. And uh, I think Devontae and Aaron, and Aaron Rodgers are going to be a, a one-two punch again. And, of course, Aaron Jones, he's going to make a statement for himself. Don't sleep on A.J. Dillon. Big body running back. He is officially the running back, too. I'm excited. And also Big Bob, Robert Tanyan, he's going to score a lot of touchdowns again. 
I'm really excited. Randall Cobb, he's back too. He's not going to get a lot of touches, but he's that senior leader. He's going to get some catches here and there. We look good, and I'm excited. Green Bay Packers. I'm taking the Packers. I agree with you. Uh, I need to, I need to see what New Orleans' product is going to be. I need to see how James Winston reacts to becoming the starting quarterback after a couple-year layoff. I need to see how they're going to treat Alvin Kamara because Alvin Kamara is one of the most talented players in the National Football League, but he can't do everything. I mean, what else do they have around him? If they, I mean, I'm, I'm worried for the man's safety. They're going to they're gonna give this guy the ball 35 times a game. I mean, no Michael Thomas. They let go of Latavius Murray today. I guess they're going to counteract some of the carries with Taysom Hill. Oy. But at that point, I just – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see the Saints making the playoffs this year, Dalton. I really don't. I had them uh, last in the AFC South or NFC South. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're good enough to beat, you know, the Panthers of the world, the Falcons of the world, but – they're not good enough to beat the Bucks of the world. They're not good enough to beat the Packers of the world. I don't think they're good enough to beat the Cowboys of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see. I'm definitely taking the Packers in this one. Uh, you know, the only thing that would have made me maybe think about New Orleans is if it was in New Orleans. Yeah. But it's in Jacksonville, so no way. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Give me the Packers. Last dance. Market. The final game of our pick'em is Seattle versus Indianapolis. Indianapolis has been kind of beat up. We don't. Uh, Carson Wentz is the quarterback. I think he's been cleared to go. Uh, they've had some injuries here and there versus Seattle team that's not protecting Russell Wilson, but it's Russell Wilson, and we know how they start off in the beginning of the year. So is Russell Wilson going to have his MVP year yeah, through through six weeks? He will be the yeah. MVP, no question. Is it Russell Wilson's <laughs> year, or is Jonathan Taylor and Carson Wentz going to get it done? Uh oh, you saw it. You saw me perk up when you said my boy Jonathan <laughs> Taylor. Come on now, Seattle and Indianapolis. Um, obviously, I'm high on Indianapolis. I talk about him a lot. Uh, I love Jonathan Taylor. Uh, here's my hot take for the year, fantasy football slash real football, Jonathan Taylor pick. Jonathan Taylor leads the NFL in rushing touchdowns in 2021. I like that. Aaron Jones did a few years ago. Like he wasn't that. your big yardage guy. I mean, I could easily see 15 touchdowns out of Jonathan Taylor this year. Okay. Okay. But there we go. There's that. Seattle. Uh, I mean, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, coming from Russell Wilson, the best 10-week quarterback in the game. Uh, obviously, you talked about offensive line struggles. Uh, this Seattle Seahawks team is, is, is a playoff team. Uh, they usually are. You know, they've won Super Bowls before with, with this, you know, semi-core group. They've lost, you know, Legion of, Legion of Boom, all that. But still got Bobby Wagner. Uh, but they're going to Indianapolis this week, Dalton. And that, that intrigues me. Uh, I'm sitting here looking at the breakdown. And 77% of the poll has the Seahawks. Uh Dalton, I happen to be in the 22% that really? does not have the Seahawks. I'm, I'm sticking with my Colts. Uh, you know, just like I picked Oregon to beat Ohio State this weekend because I had them in the preseason, I got to rock with the Colts. I got to rock with the Colts because I picked the Colts to win the AFC South. I, I like the pick here. Uh, they're definitely the underdogs in this one, but I think Jonathan, I think Carson Wentz is going to be fine. I'm Thank God they have Quentin, Wills, Quentin Nelson, excuse me. Uh, I'm glad that they're back from injury. Uh, but man, I think that if they can ride on their great defense, led by Darius Leonard, uh, I mean, great defense, and and kind of work Jonathan Taylor, give him you know fifteen to twenty carries, he scores a touchdown or two. I really think the Colts can win this one. I like that pick. I'm going with Seattle just because of how hot Russell Wilson is in the beginning of the year. He does a lot of crazy things. DK Metcalf going to have another great year. The offensive line struggle is going to be different. I know the Colts D line is okay, but they are more of a you know they're going to make a lot of tackles throughout the game. 
But I'm excited. It's going to be a really fun matchup, and uh, I'm excited to see how Indianapolis does and if they can uh, come out and surprise a lot of people. But sticking with Seattle, I've been making a lot of safe picks, like I said. Don't want to be last anymore. But uh, like I said, interesting matchup. Run game versus some pass game. Will Russell Wilson be that guy again? Who knows? He needs an MVP vote. So, Hump, episode 49. We had a crazy college football week. Fear the FCS is back. Sam Houston plays some games. And NFL's back this week. Any final words before we end this episode? Dalton, this is the last. This is the last. This last weekend was the last weekend that we had without full football until like January something. I couldn't be more excited, uh, baby. It's it's go time, son. Well, of course, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Join We've got our- big news soon, by the way. It's we coming. Keep, we, keep, we keep saying it. We keep hitting at it. But uh, this week or next week, we, so, we've got a pretty big announcement. Keep looking on social media. It's coming. Uh, join our pick <laughs> if you haven't. Uh, we're really excited, and uh, we love doing this. And, of course, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.